welcome back listeners to Everywhere We Go. Uh, we've got a Game Week 24 preview here. Let's go. All things FPL Draft on this episode. Um, a special Tuesday night recording before the Arsenal-Man City game. Must let everyone know. Uh, I think for my own mental health more than anyone else's. It's beneficial for the podcast and the listeners. And me, I might add as well. Exactly. We are obviously recording on Valentine's Day, listeners. Boom. I mean, this is... If How this, overrated is it, Will? If this doesn't show you the, um, the, the dedication. dedication that we have... I mean... Sacking I, off our 12 girlfriends yeah, to come I, do a podcast. I, I could have messaged loads of girls the last <laughs> week, Will. But I said, no, I'm recording the podcast Tuesday night. That's not happening. Sorry, love. This is me and Henry on the podcast today. We have a special startum, situm, and a couple punts in there, and yeah. Reddit questions. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like? Well, this is all the content you want, but bundled into a a, a little a little punchy episode. Exactly, like a little right hook. I actually did boxing earlier today. Why would you do that? Because we were meant to play football and it got cancelled. Yeah, mate. Joe Wallace, bottle job. I mean, imagine that, that happening in the Premier League. Yeah, you know, just like you know, not having enough players and sort of meshing the. Uh, <laughs> The FA being like, <laughs> uh, sorry, lads. You get an email. Arsenal get an email being game cancelled. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen. It does not. Um, but yeah, guys, I hope you enjoy the upcoming episode. Uh, without further ado, let's dive right in to some stuff. This is only the beginning. Henry. Yes, well. Hit me. Who are you starting this week? Top of my starts list, Will, is none other than Harvey Barnes, the oh, man really? himself. Scored his eighth league goal of the season on Saturday. Is in flying form currently, having scored 21 points in the last three game weeks. Just incredible. Mm. Coincidentally, Will, his form has sort of coincided with the return of James Madison. Um, James Madison just seems to make uh, Leicester tick at the moment. Whenever he is in the side, there is just more goals. That is just a mm. fact. And it seems to have rubbed off uh, beneficially for Harvey Barnes. He's currently the third amongst uh, FPL midfielders for big chances created this season as well. So um, I'd definitely be starting him. Uh, Will, who's the top of your starts? So for me, um, I'm going to go for Zhao Felix at Ooh, home to Shock horror. I know. Uh, well, he's in my seat. He's in my, uh, my, my team this season. Yeah. Uh, nine points last week. Highest XG um, with 0.6. He looked incredible, mate. Um, really? He's just so good. He was all over the pitch in the first half, receiving it on the half turn, playing through lines. Mm. Just looked dangerous. Our most dangerous player. And he when he just seems to come alive. The whole team come alive right. when he is on the ball. Um, yeah. Dare I say it, little shades of Hazard right now <laughs> in terms of just his creativity, mm. the the way like he just scares defenders. I mean, Declan Rice after the game came out saying he was a top player, so hard to mark, oh, plays in between the lines, um, just ridiculous player and one I hope will be signing on a permanent in the summer. Yeah. But why wouldn't you start Jao Felix? I mean, uh, as, as forwards go for FPL, they're already... Um, there's already a shortage of them. They're in mm, a they're dearth. In, a dearth. That was the word, Will. <laughs> a dearth. And um, Jao Felix is that man uh, that is just going to take your fantasy and FPL team to the next level. Is he the sole Chelsea asset that you want to have? Uh, if there was, if I could only own one Chelsea asset, it would definitely be Jao Felix right. there. With Kepa obviously uh, running him close, being the most informed keeper, uh, I would say, in the league right mm. now. 
But um, no, João Felix definitely is. I mean, uh, I, I was saying before the game, we look, we just do not look like scoring goals at all. But when João Felix is on the field, there he is, bang, that connection with Enzo mm. um, just worked a treat on Saturday. And hopefully you'd hope against um, Southampton who have the second worst defence in the league with 40 goals conceded mm. in 22 games. You'd hope yeah. that um, João Felix starts banging them in um, and continues his goal scoring form against Southampton. Madueke as well. I mean, could he be an option? Uh, yeah, I've got I've put Madueke down here um, purely for the fact that I thought he had a good game against West Ham. Yeah. Um, had a really good chance uh, in the box where he little shimmied, cut in on his left foot, and it was a really good save by Fabianski to deny him his debut goal. Um, but I'm just thinking. Raheem Sterling is out injured, did not travel with the squad to Dortmund. Oh, is it? And so, uh, who else really would you have on the right wing? I mean, yes, Ziyech, dare I say Amari Hutchinson, obviously not. Um, <laughs> but uh, Noni Madueke just starts for me. Um, played well against West Ham. And like a, for the same reasoning as well, you'd like to think against the shaky Southampton defence, you'd mm. like to think he could be in and amongst the goals and I'd definitely be starting Noni Madueke. Especially, um, he could be one for like a punt as well, Will, or a yeah. pickup because I'm not sure how many teams in the league would have a Noni Madueke. You could, I mean, for this, for this Southampton game, he definitely could be a strong one. For me, I'm, I've got a couple. I reckon um, Ben Mee at home against Palace. Yeah, we love Ben Mee on this podcast. I mean, I feel like they're, you know, Brentford, uh, we'll move on to Arsenal a bit later, but um, Brentford, um, yeah, were great against Arsenal. Mm. Um Palace only scored against Brighton, you know, because of that that Sanchez Dreadful. howler. Dreadful. I feel like he has, he always has one in him. Costa me a Lewis Dunk clean sheet as well. <laughs> Unbelievable. But no, going back to um, Brentford, that's um, that's uh, unbeaten in nine, ten games, I think, for them. Mm. And we know how strong their home form is. And against, like, like you said, a Palace side yeah. that just do not look like scoring. Brentford is so solid at the back. And the thing is with Ben Mee, he is, if not the best, the second best um, fantasy asset for Brentford defenders. Yeah. Purely because of the fact he gets in and amongst the goals. He's a he's a threat from their long throw-ins that they have, as well as corners and set pieces. Ben so, Mee, uh, Ben Mee at the moment, he's the fourth highest scoring defender. He's outscoring the one and only Dan Byrne. No. Yeah. Not Dan. But I mean, there are also, I mean, Ben Mean's probably going to be snapped up in your league. So what you could do, um, Aaron Hickey will probably start, I think, at right back. Aya started at right back against Arsenal. Yeah, I was going to say Aaron Hickey didn't start against Arsenal. But, Aaron, um, but Hickey started the game prior to that because I picked up Aya, who then, <laughs> who then proceeded to not play. So I think against I think against teams which they expect to dominate the ball a bit more, i.e. Palace, okay. Hickey could definitely be an option there. He okay, won't be nice. snapped up in your leagues. Nice. Another sort of defensive asset I'd go, th- go for, uh, Everton defenders against oh, Leeds. No. I think here. Why? What do you mean, why? why? Well, I mean, why? Go and tell me. So, one game against Arsenal. Yes, one. But I th- and I think that you know the the Liverpool game, like they 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 weren't great, but re- realistically they got two, hit with two goals on the counter. Yeah. So I mean I don't know if they, I, I I assume that Dice is going to go you know back to his sort of the pragmatic way of playing, i.e. against Arsenal. Not that he diverted that much from that against Liverpool, and I just think leads at the moment like. I'm done with saying that they're going to score and produce output. Like they just Ugh. never seem to. They may, no. may have scored a couple of goals against United, but no. like I'm just fed up of now them having like a high. You know, every game their xG is you know two or three, or whatever. But they just can't. They can't finish. We harp on about Nonto, um, fabulous player, but it's just not efficient enough in fantasy terms. Um, Bamford getting a couple starts now. He's looked a bit better. He's had six and five points um, in the last uh, four game weeks. But like you said, Will, um, I just can't see 
uh, lead scoring a plethora of goals here. Yeah. So in terms of Everton defenders, who are you looking to pick up? I mean, I've got Tarkovsky in. Could also go go for um, Cody. Mikalenko looked looked all right, although against Liverpool. I mean, as they come. Um, huh. But yeah, and I mean, and, I mean, you could pick up Seamus Coleman, who is who is oh. the epitome of a, of a, a dice player. I think <laughs> he's the epitome of a relegation player as well. <laughs> uh, but no, apart from that, yeah, I'd go for my Everton defenders, and then one more start I'd go for. I would definitely be starting Trossard this week over Martinelli. Not that. I think that Trossard will usurp Martinelli in the starting lineup. However, I think with City midweek, you know, there's going to be some tired, tired legs out there. That game is going to be massive, and they're going to, you know, these players are going to run themselves into the ground from that. Villa away next, and also Trossard. Trossard probably was was the best player on the pitch when he came on. Yeah, I I, I say uh, over Martinelli is in questioning that opinion. Mm. However, looking at um, Martinelli's recent stats, he's had five blanks. Yeah, in five consecutive game weeks. I mean, Arteta can't be happy with his FPL team right now. And, and also, he hasn't, like, the eye test as well hasn't been great. Like, he, he, he hasn't been getting to the same positions where he's been troubling fullbacks as much in the last five games. It's actually been probably the most one of the most alarming things about the Arsenal team. Mm. Um, Trossard as well just comes on, looks tidy, really direct. It looks really good. If um, only you have Mudrick. Yeah, um, but you know Arsenal. I mean, I mean, saying this, you know, Arsenal have actually got the seventeenth worst uh, in the XG in the last two games. Wow! So we're struggling to score some goals, but I, yeah, I just think that Trossard against Villa away. Villa, have, uh, as I mentioned in the previous pod, not as good defensively as you think they are. But yeah, I don't know where that reputation has come from. I don't know. Emery, Emery, I think you'd, you'd assume is a good defensive manager, but I don't think he ever really has been. I, as I mentioned, I look, looked into his Arsenal form when, when he was at the Arsenal. We were sort of like ninth, eighth and next. There's so many inconsistencies with that Villa side as well. Mm. Even if you were looking at getting in Villa defenders, they start Dean, but then seem to sub him off around the 55, 60 minute and bring Moreno yeah. on. So in terms of fantasy assets, they're, they're a no-go for me, apart from Ollie Watkins, really, yeah, yeah. who's been illustrious and scored another goal, um, this time against Man City away. Why mm. would you not start him? He's obviously a starter as well. Let's move on, though, to some players that you should be sitting this week. Henry. Yeah. Some players that you should sit this week. Okay, one that is firmly on the naughty step <laughs> is uh, Pedro Porro, mate. Absolutely horrendous debut from him. Did not track runners. Got outpaced early by nearly everyone, including my nan. God bless her soul. Um, there was another point where he went and slid for the ball. Completely missed it, Will. On top of being weak in tackles and sloppy in possession... Is just a comedy of errors for the Spurs debutant um, that will leave Spurs fans no doubt wanting Emerson to start again, um, especially after his performance. I, I have a home. little theory about this. Well, I've just, I've just I've just sort of thought of it. I feel like fullbacks, especially, can suffer from really really bad debuts, like sort of stuff where they miss the ball and things. I remember I just I maybe it's like sort of Andre Santos curse, where I just think like. Oh, yeah. Fullback, especially if they're off it, can just like sort of. Oh. Yeah, it, everything. It's like a hole seeping from the ground just <laughs> yeah. drags them down. And no, it didn't help the fact he had Harvey Barnes next to him, one of the quickest players. Yeah, yeah, in the league. No, he had a shocking debut. And shot Corey, he's not starting uh, this midweek against AC Milan. Mm. Then that backs up what I've been saying about Pedro Porro in terms of that. I think just Emerson starts now for the next few games, and I would not be trusting um, Pedro to start. Yeah, I mean, another one that I've got to sit um, here, this is going to be a bit controversial. 
I'm going for Brighton defenders against Fulham at home. Ooh, see, I've got Dunk. I just, I'm not licking my lips at this, but I'm definitely saying I still start him. I just don't think that. I think the, this Fulham game is going to be. Just, I just, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. But I just think they'll be. They will concede. I think apart from Estupinian, who has, you know, he's returned four weeks in a row. He has, he has through, eight assists. Yeah, with some assists though, and, and obviously should have had a goal as well. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I just think this is a tough matchup here against this Fulham side. I mean, they look great. I mean, that Willian goal against Forest the other day. Yeah. Oh my God. I think Fulham could go toe to toe with them. They're they're tactically. Um, very astute. They'll press Brighton high. Yeah. Um. I I feel like uh, this will be a really even matchup, and is one game that I'd actually tune in to watch, despite favouring no team at all. I've I've got I've got this as well. Why is this game at three p.m.? Yeah. Like put put this listen, four p.m. Super Sunday. Get the yeah. big screen out, <laughs> <Yeah>. Gary. <laughs> we don't want Spurs West Ham on. <laughs> but just stop no. it there, <laughs> Kenny Tete. Please, Premier League. Get with the times, honestly. <laughs> Uh, who else have you got to sit this week? Uh, sitting, oh God, it pains me to say it, Will, but it's going to be Anthony, mate. I mean, <laughs> I only traded him uh, off you a couple weeks ago yeah. or whatever, but he's now picked up a knock somehow. Of course he has <laughs> since I've picked him up. Jaden Sancho started against Leeds. He looked quite decent, to be fair, quite sharp. And mm. then uh, he created two big chances as well, whatever that means, according to some stats <laughs> I read. Um, and then there's actually, a, there's actually one guy that records that across all the leagues. Really? He watches every game. He, he, he doesn't even watch it. <laughs> two big chances. Oh, fair, fair enough. Um, and But anyway, when Sancho came on after 60 minutes, Garnacho mm. replaced him on the right wing and looked equally as good. Yeah. Um, I just cannot see... Uh, Anthony starting that many games towards the end of the I, season. I mean, I got actually asked that direct question on the Reddit. Uh, yeah. I think someone was asking me, should I drop Anthony for Sancho? And I was like, yes, definitely. Yeah. And he was like, and then the reply was, well, why would I do that if Anthony's just, just going to come straight back into the side? And I was like, I don't think he is. No, no, I, honestly, I don't think he is. You know, it's, as we mentioned, Charles mentioned last week, Sancho started a lot of games before he came out of the side for, it seems, personal reasons yeah. at this point. No, Sancho's more efficient than yeah. Anthony, right? Even though Anthony probably better in retaining the ball um, and positionally, Sancho just uh, produces attacking-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else are you sitting? Uh, with? For me, I'm, I'm, I mean, still on the United vein. I'm actually going to sit my United defenders against Leicester at home. I concur with this. I mean, we mentioned. I mean, you mentioned Barnes being a being a star here, must start. Mm. Um, United again, great side, but just defensively suspect, leaky. Yeah, and, uh, I, they've got this reputation about having a really good defense as well. They mm. they were on a couple uh, games, good run. But uh, I see people trading in Wan-Bissaka yeah. and then Dallow starts. It's just got to kill you. And then Maguire and Shaw started with Malassia. You just can't trust them. And you you mustn't forget, before this uh, Leicester game that they've got at home, they've got to go to Barcelona away this yeah. midweek. Oh, yeah. I mean, that will no doubt tire them. Mm. And, it, and it may be like impossible to predict who Ten Hag is going to start at the back for United. So I'd definitely sit them. And even if they did start Maguire and Shaw and Malassia in that defence, can you really rely on them to get a clean no, sheet Mag- against the Leicester side that will have a week's rest and Madison and Barnes in flying form? I don't think you can. Yeah, no, that's going to be a great game. Hello and welcome back to another Ollie's Oddball. This week is going to be none other than Wolverhampton's Craig Dawson. Now, Dawson was an oddball earlier in the season, but I feel like with his transfer to West Ham, it's okay to get him in again. And they've got Bournemouth at home coming up, who have been woeful all season, as I keep telling you. In the last six games, they've only managed two goals. Wolverhampton, last home game, was against Liverpool, 
Managed a 3-0 win, obviously a clean sheet with that. Conceded a goal against Southampton away, but they were down to 10 men. So I feel like Dawson seems to be starting at the back for them. He's going to get a clean sheet. He's always got an opportunity for a goal as well. So get him in, win your game weeks. Back to you in the studio. Nice to hear from Ollie there, Henry. Uh, nice for some, yeah. <laughs> I mean, on the on the uh, uh, on the topic of punts, not that Ollie's oddballs are punts. Uh, they are punts, and he did go against his oddball rules to not pick the same player twice in the same season. But you know, we'll, we'll move past that. He's moved sides though. Uh, Different shirt. Is it the same player? <laughs> um, but who have you got as a punt this week, Henry? It's going to be Joe Gomez. Well, wow, actually. I actually love it. Yeah, two clean sheets in their last three games. And I thought he looked way more assured than Matip did at the back yeah. against Everton. I don't know about you. Uh, nailed on alert. <laughs> when that came in, my nailed on. Oh, jo- Matip. Joel Matip. Yeah, I was I like, w- absolute farce. <laughs> he, he deserved minus points for that performance last night. Yeah, See him it. swing and a miss in yeah. the first half. Was, <laughs> God. But you see what Van Dijk um, warming up along the sideline. Yeah. just itching to get back on. Mm. Um, and he starts next week, obviously. Um, and so it's going to be either one of Gomez and Matip. And for me, Gomez starts. I thought he looked really good last night, Agreed. albeit against um, an academy product from Everton. Can't remember his name now. Don't. Sam Sims. No. What Something. Elliot Sims. Elliot Sims. Elliot Sims. That was it. And NBC. this. Is, mm, no. And uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is just uh, fulfilling Ollie's uh, prophecy. Uh, if you it like, is from actually the, from the start of the season, to him saying Joe Gomez is going to be starting centre back by Liverpool by the end of the season, and I I I back that theory up now because. He looked very good last night, and uh, if you're looking in terms of getting clean sheets from Liverpool, they've had two clean sheets in their last three games. They played Crystal Palace and Bournemouth in the next four games. You'd hope that that would be two clean sheets there. Who are you punting on? Tough one here. And first one I'm going to go for is Brennan Johnson against City at home. That is a punt if that, I've ever, ever, ever seen fun. one. That However, Boris really, really reliant on their home form to score goals. I mean, I said again on the Reddit um, the other day, Someone was asking me that for team advice, and they had um, they had Brendan Johnson starting up top, Fulham away, and I advised them to get a Fulham defender in, as per Ollie's oddball, yeah. and then bench Brendan Johnson because I didn't think they they would be able to score away from home. And lo and behold, he didn't score. However, at home against City, I mean, obviously a very tough matchup, but City have shown in recent weeks that they will concede a goal like that Watkins goal against. Yeah. They have came that, out of nowhere. Exactly. They. I'm not saying that that Forest are going to be able to beat City. But I do think that they will, they will trouble them a little bit defensively, yeah, and they'll they'll get some chances. Okay, um, I can see that. Other one is, uh, I mean, you said Joe Gomez Liverpool. I'm saying Liverpool forwards against Newcastle away. Oh, that I know this is a pun, but I do think that Newcastle maybe are are starting to have a little bit of a downward trajectory. Yeah, um, and I don't I. And couple th- draws now for them in a row. Couple draws, not that much attacking output. Liverpool, on the other hand, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think we're lucky to an extent against Everton, especially that first goal. I mean, if that first goal doesn't go in, it's a different game. Yeah. But they do show their ability to score from any position, really. Yeah. And I think if they can get it going, I mean, if they beat Newcastle here away, they, they're going to be... But it's always if with Liverpool. I know, I know, now. I know. And I think, um, I think that first goal against Everton just really opened the game up yeah. and, and shadowed what was the first 15, 20 minutes of that game where I thought Everton were matching them, really. Yeah. Um, and they had a couple chances. Obviously, they hit the post. And then Liverpool go up the other end and score. And Pickford doesn't help uh, the side either. So mm. um, I wouldn't read too much into that Liverpool-Everton game last night. I thought Liverpool yeah. were 
quite average before that first goal. No, I agree. But I just think that here with Newcastle, obviously they've got their cup uh, next weekend. They've yeah. got their final next weekend. I can just see some. I can just see this Newcastle defense. Just, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's. I think it's a punt, but it's a worthwhile one. Yeah. So, who would you say in terms of Liverpool forwards? Well, this is the punt, thing. So they obviously have got Jota and Firmino coming back soon. Yeah. Jota. No, Jota was on the bench last week. Yeah. 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 I mean, I still think Darwin. I'm. I'm sort of coming. Darwin around to definitely it. does. I'm coming start. around to it. I think no, Gakpo, he had a good game last night. I think Gakpo maybe would come out. Yeah. But. But I, I mean, so. he was another a- average performance last night from him. Yeah, despite but, his goal, mm. but it was average. But you just see Darwin there. I, I, I'm starting to see it now with everyone. Like he's bolting it down the left wing yeah. there, frightens the weak foot ball in ball into the box. I'm like, okay, that's he's got some talent there. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. Uh, never rated him. Um, <laughs> uh, have you got any more punts here? Uh, I've got a little one that's already in my team now, but I just thought the listeners should know, should project it to the millions of listeners out there. Yeah, it's going to be Tete Will, the little Brazilian right winger. Um, amassed 10 points over the last two game weeks looks set to be a permanent starter in Leicester side um, from for, in, for the right wing position from now on until the end of the season mm. I mean who they've got left to play in their next sort of 12-ish games Southampton Palace Bournemouth Leeds and Everton and you'd hope that um, with Madison being in the team for this next stretch of period providing he does not get any injuries yeah. um, Leicester will be more fluid attacking wise and hopefully mm. Tete benefits off that. Good racing weather at Aintree and more than a quarter of a million people are here to see the biggest event of the chasing tunnel. This week on Henry's Lamp Jobs. Mm. Here we go. Right, come on. This is the week we finally <laughs> win one. Come on. Five-fold accumulator, 10.6 to 1. You're going to future-proof this as well, Will. Okay. Brentford to beat Crystal Palace. Ding. Tick. Chelsea to beat Southampton. Tick. Wolves to beat Bournemouth. Yeah. Tick. Obviously. City to beat Forest. Yeah. Tick. Okay, this is probably the only real risky one. Fulham to win or draw against Brighton. I'm down. I'm yeah? down for it. That's 10.6 to 1. How does that not come in? <laughs> I say that every week. How does that not come in? This is the week, I feel. Really? Yeah. Put whatever stick you want on it. I don't care. So, Henry, you're an FBL draft expert. Uh, who says? Uh, the people. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like the people. And um, I've got some Reddit questions. Okay. That I would like you to weigh in on. Okay. First one. Should I do the following trade? Swap Harlan and Kulisewski for Salah and Nketiah? Definitely not, in my opinion. Um, mm. I, I've always been an Nketiah fan. You know that. Li- the millions of listeners would know that as well for, um, over the past couple of weeks. been nothing but singing his praises. Mm. However, correct me if I'm wrong, Will, but I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans on Twitter start to hate on Nketiah as well, <laughs> and they can't wait for Jesus to be back in the team. On top of the fact that why is Harlan getting all this hate recently as well? He's had a he's had a he's yeah. had a couple um, quiet games like against uh, Spurs and whatever, and picked up yes he picked up a knock against Villa, but he's illustrious. He's still the best striker in the Prem, and no doubt he'll come back into form yeah. um, when he returns from this knock. But I I just feel it's um, ludicrous all this hate he's been getting. There is one thing. My question to you is, if City go and beat us, yeah us being Arsenal on Wednesday night and they do not play Haaland and they play with a sort of false nine with Alvarez will Pep then going forward not play Haaland no no you think he still goes back yeah yeah he still goes back to 
um, what it was. He played Haaland uh, in that first half against Aston Villa, and they looked really good. Mm. Their 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 return to form could be because of Diaz and Laporte coming back. Yeah, true. Uh, to the side as well, which been which we've been harking on about for ages. Mm. Um, no Rico Lewis, which will be. Uh, a bit of a worry to Rico Lewis owners out there who thought he was a mainstay yeah. for that sissy side now. Um, but no, Harlem for me uh, is definitely one that yeah. uh, I would not be trading away. Even if you had someone like Kulisewski to give away who's not been productive at all whatsoever, mm. um, I would still keep Harlem purely because of the fact Salah and Liverpool themselves have been too inconsistent and you cannot bank on Enketia starting from now True. until the rest of the season with Jesus is return imminent? Uh, well answered. Will, uh, thanks, Will. Uh, let me let me ask you one of the Reddit questions. All right. Oh, since you love Wolves so much. Yeah. Here we go. Ponents or Neves for the double game week soon? Well, you need to fin- you need to finish the question. Okay. Ponents or Neves <laughs> for the doubles game week soon? Uh, considering the fact that this Reddit user is going to be waving slash trading out Grealish. I don't think Ponens starts in their first team, so I wouldn't pick him up. Neves, on the other hand, isn't going to get you any points because he plays as like sort of eight six. I mean, he might when you know he's playing against Liverpool's two and a half centre backs or two and a half defenders get a tap in. Don't really see the point. In re- uh, I'm not a big fan. And then, and then you're looking at Neves for Grealish, and I'm not sure if that's the heads up play there. That's definitely not the play there. I've said it before. I do think that. City's best front three is Haaland, Foden, and Mares. But I, I think at the moment Grealish has, you know, been playing pretty well for them, but just hasn't been getting the returns. I wouldn't be picking up uh, Wolves players for this double game week anyway, would you? I mean, looking at their fixtures, they've got Fulham away, very tough fixture to go, uh, ground to go to, and then Liverpool away. Mm. I, I can't see many points, uh, in general for any Wolves players. Yeah. in that double game week fixture, four tops. Uh, anyway, back to you, Henry. Okay. Oh, perfect one. Oh, really? Is it time to drop Havertz? Uh, no, not no. For me. Well, who else is going to play up front for Chelsea right now? But is he going to get any returns? Well, forwards, like like we said, there's such a a scarce commodity in mm. the F, in the FPL game that uh, I definitely wouldn't be dropping Havertz because he will be starting the majority, if not all. Premier League games for Chelsea between now and the end of the season. I mean, we've seen Sterling sometimes play up there as a false nine, as Felix can maybe play up there, but I think Felix is better suited to dropping a bit deeper, playing in between the lines. I feel like he's got a good relationship with Havertz on the pitch, and them two can intertwine. The more he plays with Felix, the more his attacking returns come on. So this is definitely not the right time to drop Havertz whatsoever. Mm, Interesting. Okay. Uh, last one no this is for you mate I'm not answering this okay <laughs> Lonto or Iheanacho this has 26 comments on it apparently yeah so the nation's pulse is right here <laughs> right now Will Nonto the, or the floor is yours well firstly I'm going to go for Iheanacho here I think ooh as a as a former Nonto owner um, a great player but yeah. I just I just again I said I mentioned this earlier in the podcast I just can't be with Lee's assets right now. I mean, I've got Bamford. I'm, I've still got Bamford, and I'm. It's the last draw now. They, if they can't decide on a manager to pick, I, I just, I struggle. Yeah. I really struggle with, with like, re look at the situation. All of the, basically all of FPL drivers just looking at the situation of the team. And if you look at Ian Acho now, you know 
he's never really hit the heights at Leicester that he well he really hasn't touched the heights at Leicester that he that he could have or but they are they look to be again finally in good attacking form he is central to that yeah he had a great game against Spurs mm. ran Eric Dyer ragged yeah um so hopefully he comes into his own now he's still only 26 years old which people forget yeah um so yeah no I I I think Inacho is definitely the player yeah I think if you're gonna look at a Leeds asset I I probably rather go with who are you gonna I probably I probably rather go with Somerville oh I I think he I think he could be an interesting pickup, but mm. I I just think right now with Leeds I think stay away personally. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the finishing up questions. Henry, yeah. Who has got you up? Uh, it's Ivan Tony. Well. Um, absolutely ridiculous player. Yeah. The fact he took points off Arsenal makes <laughs> it so much sweeter. Um, he's now the seventh top point scorer in FPL, and I just love the man. I want him at Chelsea next year. He's an unbelievable player. Yeah. Um, and he was so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, just makes me smile. I just I, I would pay my own Sterling, my Queen King Sterling rather, uh, to go watch Ivan to, Ivan Tony play. Yeah, he was he was unreal. Uh, Saliba didn't win a header against him. Yeah. He's just a joke, mate. Yeah. Technically sound, just ah, biblical. Mm. Um, biblical. Biblical. Slow down. No. All right. <laughs> he won't be coming to Arsenal because he listens. Uh, Will, who's got you up? Uh, it's got to be Leandro Trossard for me. And who would have thought that? All my, all my fractured, fractured relationship <laughs> with him uh, throughout the years. Oh uh, yeah. I really, I'm. Uh, it takes a man to admit when he's wrong. He, he's been. He was looked great. Um, provides real good competition mm. for that left wing spot with Martinelli. I do I am still a little bit worried about Smith Rowe, therefore. But when's he due back? He picked up another injury. Oh. It's not as serious as the last one, but oh, Because I was looking at him uh on, on the waiver wire and I was like, he's down there with a measly fourteen points. I was like, I could pick him up because I've seen some Arsenal fans on Twitter liking when when the king returns or whatever, I was like, load what up. Arsenal fans do you follow? And then uh, I went on the waiver to see if Smith Rowe was available. It said twenty five percent likely for the no, for yeah, the weekend. Picked up another injury. It is starting to get a bit worrying with him. Mm. But uh, yeah, um, Henry, who's got you down? It's going to be Imeric Laporte. Will. What he got back into the team though? Yeah, mate, but conceded. And it was a stupid goal that he conceded <laughs> against Aston Villa, even though it wasn't his fault. Yeah. They still conceded. Um, and it might cost me my game week this week. And so mm. I'm nervous that um, Pep reverts back to uh, Ake and Akanji back in there. Ake did very well against Saka in the yeah. cup. Yeah, yeah, very well. And uh, he brought Ake on, I think, around the 60-minute mark mm. uh, against Villa. So uh, it, this could be rotation from Pep, from Pep. Or yeah. I think we'll see, obviously, Arsenal's best, best team against City tomorrow night on Wednesday. And uh, that will decide future form and who you should be picking in the league from now until the end of the season just by looking at Ars- uh, City's lineup against Arsenal next season. But with City having Forest and Bournemouth in their next two games, mm. I'm praying Laporte starts. Uh, who's got you down, Will? Uh, for me, I'm. Uh, this is going to be rare on this on this uh, on this podcast. But for yeah. me, Kieran Trippier's got me down. Wow, two points against Bournemouth. Mm. I mean, I'm really looking for more there, and that's maybe playing into my mind a little bit. Why I'm saying to start Liverpool forwards? Yeah, I mean, Bournemouth are like the most toothless side in the league at the moment, and that's a league with Southampton in it. You and know, 
uh, Newcastle are the best defensive side as well. Yeah, it's just and they conceded exactly. I mean, I think I think it really does. I was trying to sort of frame it earlier. I think it like if you cannot, if you're really struggling up top to score goals, it's going to weigh heavier on your defense. And you know, you can be a great defense for a long time, but they're not going to be able to keep everyone out, sort yeah, of thing. And no, so that's agreed. what I've sort of started to realize. Obviously, un- unreal asset, but just got to got to keep it on their toes, you know. Yep. Uh, Henry, um, who is top of your waiver? S- slim, very slim pickings this week. Well, on top <laughs> it's of post post transfer window slim yeah, pickings. Yeah, <laughs> literally. You know? I'm I'm looking at uh, yeah, as I said, not touching any Leeds players. Southampton managerless as well. <laughs> that I'd only consider Che Adams if he was free. Um, oh God, uh, this was a really tough this week. It feels like I'm an X Factor judge. Um, <laughs> it's going to be. Mateus Cunha for Wolves, the striker. Love that. He's started the last three games. Has averaged three shots per game mm. uh, as well. And he'll be coming up against the worst defence in the league in Bournemouth, who have conceded 44 goals yeah. in 22 games. I mean, I'm hoping uh, a goal here can kickstart his big money move um, <laughs> from Atletico Madrid. He just starts every game. He does. And, and he, he gets, I think and he he gets 60 minutes. Yeah. And I think Wolves go and win this game. And so... Surely he's going to be in yeah. amongst the guys. Who's top of your waiver? Uh, for me, it's going to be Garnacho. Mm. Doesn't start, does he? Though no, he doesn't start. Okay, but uh, I've liked the look of him when he's coming when he's coming off the bench. Uh, always like a young player that's got a lot to prove. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? The, the <laughs> uh, you know what's happened. You've, you got, know, you if know you've got a lot to prove. You know, and, and <laughs> dribble past a couple, please. So you don't get any points. That's for that. that's what. That's how you get into my team. Just ask a dozy. <laughs> yeah, and here we go again. He with is, he, look, if I right, if I was right about Matoma, and I'm going to be right about a dozy, I'll be right about Garnacho as well. Well, what matchup are you looking forward to? I'm going for Zhao Felix. Yeah, I mentioned at the top of the show. Southampton at home just makes sense. Doesn't it, it hurts me a bit to have him in my team, but I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind him yet. It's all the other Chelsea players which I really mind. <laughs> He's like, like the least. He's only on loan. He's only half a Chelsea player. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's okay. I'm a Chelsea. Player. <laughs> uh, what about you? What match are you looking forward to? Oh God, do I stick with the Chelsea theme? Yes or no? I think I do stick with the Chelsea theme. Well, can be Benoit Badashir will uh, Southampton at home. I've mentioned how poor their goal-scoring record is on top of uh, their poor defensive record. And Badashir just looks so solid at the back. Now, we're recording this podcast, obviously, before Chelsea and Dortmund as well. So I I feel like Chelsea's defence are completely different when he is not in the team. He is just a rock and has been ever since he's uh, come in into the side. So his addition will be more than welcome to Chelsea's defence and I expect a clean sheet here on Saturday. Nice. And Henry, what have you learned this week? What have I learned this week? Well, I've learned that Valentine's is overrated, mate. Why Why would you not want to do, do a podcast with one of your best mates instead of going on a date and spending 80 quid for some slap-up crap, three-course meal, cheap Prosecco, and 30 seconds of uh, your uh, best life? No. Yeah. That's not what I'd want to do. <laughs> What what have you learned this week? Well, I've learned that Arsenal might not win the league. Here we go. They, you could tell you've been in your first sort of uh, like t- title, title race. T- yeah, you can in your in your life because this is the time when you have your little wobble, blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. If you win tomorrow night, you win the league. No question. No I, question. No, but li- listen, let me just let me just break it down for you. The, the reason the reason I'm thinking about this is because so we we lost to Everton. And we lost to Brentford, who have both figured out a way of playing against us, which works, which is effectively parking the bus and playing direct. 
isn't that hard to think of that, but that's what works. Thinking about other teams that can do that, Fulham could probably do that, and they did that pretty well against us at the Emirates, yeah. I, remember, I recall, but they're not as good defensively as the others. Apart from that, there aren't that many teams which I think can do that specifically that well. However, there's more alarming signs in that, you know, I don't want to lump on Nketiah, and it's not his fault, but like just the difference in quality of strike between Tony and DCL and Nketiah, I think is shown a little bit in these games mm-hmm. where they can make their own chances and they will just finish any, well, maybe not DCL, but but Tony will just finish anything that comes yeah, by him. Clinical. And that's starting to worry me a little bit. And players obviously having dips and stuff, that's that's less of a worry. I'm not, I don't really care if, you know, Martinelli's, you know, having a, a couple of bad games, whatever. But I, I, I think it's more that there is definitely a way to play against us. And if teams can figure out how to do that effectively, I don't know if City will, but if other teams can, mm. then I do. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a very tough running. Yeah. Like I don't know how those like you know against those like for those like Mourinho teams, sort of there was no real real like w- effective way to play against you. No, there was no real wobble either. Mm. Really, under Mourinho, you sort of know it by by this time that we were going to win the league. But I not not I, how can you say I'd hate to be an Arsenal fan right now? You can't. You're top of the league, but the these next twenty four hours define the next four months for me. You you win you win against Man City, you win the league. Simple as that. But I just think this game's got a draw written all over it. Both yeah. sides would love a draw, get a draw and get the hell out of there. Mm. Um, it just screams draw and um, sets up for the for the rest of the season. But you look at your games after Man City. I mean Villa. Everton, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, Leeds in that eight-game run-in after City. So, uh, uh, as long as you don't lose, yeah, I think you'll be fine. We shall see. We shall see. You'll hear my voice in maybe a high spirits or low spirits next episode. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, uh, Henry, for joining me. No, always a pleasure. Will. Thank you for having me. Man. And thank you, listeners, for listening. Um, so next week we've got the Game Week 25 preview we'll have a full house on that episode Ollie's oddball in person as well another thing is listeners our dear Ollie who does the oddball every week he's started um, the EWG underscore podcast YouTube channel if you want to go see him do quick 10 minute recaps of uh, all the weekend's action then uh, go do that also if you want to watch a really really awkward intro video <laughs> as well you can get you can get all that on there <laughs> Uh, and final he, thing, he needs some background pictures in there. He does. It looks like he's leave a from comment. A prison. Listeners, leave a comment. It can be anything. Just how? So Ollie's giving tips and reviews, recaps on that video. How about you do reviews on that video? Yeah. Of him. How can Ollie improve? Not yeah. not just his dress sense or his hair <laughs> or his lifestyle in general, or maybe even the background of of those videos or his camera quality sorry i'm going on too long <laughs> but like in terms of what what the content he's producing rather mm. uh but you know if you and if you want to share with us any opinions uh follow us on twitter at ewg underscore podcast we're pretty interactive we're pretty interactive or lots of content related to fpl draft uh, other thing is get on the reddit forward slash draft epl uh, we're very active on there and uh if i can ask you one thing listeners for me <laughs> Uh, can you please rate our our, our podcast on, on uh, Spotify or Apple Music, whatever your streaming service of of choice is. Nice. There we go. Your tipple. Got there in the end. Anyway, uh, t- thank you very much for listening and see you again next week. Bye. <laughs>